Hello and welcome to the FEZ Show. I'm your host, Jack Jordan, and it's the 27th of May 2020, one day on from the madness of yesterday, which saw Daniel App lose his seat at Audi. And that caused uproar if something virtual should end a driver's career. Daniel App brought out a video statement explaining his actions and why he did it, and we'll get into that in a second. With me today to dissect Formerie's biggest ever story, I think we can say that, is Edward Hunter and Jack Pickering. And also, we have friend of the show, Remco Major, to give a sim racer's view of what has been going on. Morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. Oh, great to have you all on. Thank you so much. Obviously, I said in the intro there that this is the biggest story in Formerie's history. Like, Ed, would you go along with that? I think we have to now. It's certainly the biggest sim racing story by far. And uh, I think the only one that ever really holds a candle to it in terms of controversy would be the Vegas e-race in terms of it being a mess and it getting a lot of attention because there was a lot of money on the line. In this case, it's more of a charity thing, which makes it in some ways even more controversial. But yeah, I, th I think there's a strong case to you. Know, personally, I think some of the racing things have been more memorable to my mind but so far. But this certainly in terms of affecting a driver's career, I mean, wow. <laughs> I know, I suppose there's been some big stories in FE, Jack, but I think this one takes the biscuit. Like, this has gone everywhere. Like, people who never talk about Formula E are somehow now talking about Formula E. There's drivers that have probably never talked about Formula E who are now talking about Formula E. It's just mental. Yeah, no, something, some, uh, something that I'd like to point out is that what happens behind the scenes, we do the show uh, here on Zoom, and then we go back into Discord, and then we chat for about 20 minutes afterwards. Some of us, um, I think it was Thursday last week, we said, it's okay, the show's coming to a natural end, we won't do, full, we won't do that many shows this week, because there isn't that much news. Boy, has that changed over the weekend, so, no. yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. It is, uh, it is absolutely insane. But yeah, no, we have had so many people talking about Formula E that wouldn't. It is, it's just genuinely just mind blowing that, um, that this is just absolutely blown up to the the state. Where I didn't expect it to get this big, but I expected it to get relatively big after what we saw on Sunday. I don't think Daniel Act expected to be that big either, Pico. <laughs> no. But to be fair, like over this lockdown period, we've done really well to sort of get topics out, discuss things formally because there hasn't been that much news. But and then the week that we decide, look, we're going to slow down now. Life is going back to normal. Like life is going back to normal. People are going back to work, uni, you know, assignments and all that that's affecting everyone here at FEZ is is all going on at the moment. So we thought it would be best. But then obviously then FE decide, you know what? We'll have the biggest news week in Formulary's history on the week you decide to stop doing the FEZ show, but we're still here. You can't keep us down. But what I want to bring into, obviously, is I want to sort of start talking about um, App's video statement and the things that he said. So, Remco, I suppose you'd agree with this, is, you know, the first thing he said is that it wasn't fun anymore. You know, he wasn't having fun. You know, he was turning up each week. The driving standards weren't great. And that, for him, took the fun out of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, if you look at the sim racers race, I participated in two of them. The first one was the sim racers who know what they are doing, who know how the game works. And uh, in the second one, I was more uh, backwards in the grid and I was suddenly uh, confronted with real racing drivers. It's just that difference is so massive that after like the first time I got hit by that Formula E driver, I was instantly like, why do I care? Because... You, you, because of the format that's being used, you're instantly out of the game when someone crashes you. And by f with formerly the driver's grid, you can definitely see that 
in the first turn, it's usually a mess. Even at Berlin, uh, I watched it back. In the first uh, lap, it wasn't as big of a problem because the track was way wider, but you saw someone just plowing into the rear of the field, almost not braking. And I understand that that people won't take seriously if someone else does that to you. And I suppose, Remco, like, lots of the drivers have come out, like, even, you know, Vern came out and he said, obviously, like, driving these cars, you know, they're not realistic, and therefore that means that the drivers don't care, therefore they're using people as brakes to actually slow down, which, you know, people were saying, like, Nick DeFries, Jerome D'Ambrosio, they say, just use them as brakes to slow down so they can try and get past, and then that creates this sort of bubble of it not being fun and it not being serious and therefore when you're doing something for eight weeks and you've lost interest by week three you know things start to slip yeah exactly i mean it's just yeah there's not much more to say to that the car isn't the same as real life but that's in any simulate try to simulate as close as possible but it's never going to be the same so i know someone uh, from uh, another simulator uh, they have the indycar guys on there they literally said even though they are trying to simulate it, once we jump in, it's a different car, and that's how you should treat it. And if you treat that seriously, it's going to be a fun race, and everyone is going to have fun. But if you are not going to take it seriously, it only takes one drive to not take it seriously, and it just gets a train reaction to the other drivers, and suddenly it's not fun for anyone anymore. Yeah, I suppose, like, at the end of the day, Ed, it is a game. Like, it is a game, and whatever car you've got in front of you, you just have to adapt and drive it as fast as possible. Yes, it's not going to be re as realistic as Formula Recar. I don't think any sim, you know, will ever probably get a car exactly right where a driver goes, you know what, unless, um, of course, unless they're virtual sims that they use in the factory. But, you know, those are, you've got the data left, right and center to plow into those. But in terms of actual, like a game like R-Factor 2 iRacing, I don't think any car will be exactly the same. So you just adapt and you drive to what you can do and try and have the best time as possible. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's, there's a bit of accessibility in this and that even in our factor where there's a lot of realistic elements in there, there's many as they could put in, uh, it's never going to be exactly the same as the real car. And I think that's in terms of getting, you know, people sim races or even just normal people to actually be able to drive it. Uh, I think, I think that's definitely that's actually positive in terms of it's not sort of saying, well, oh, you have to be, uh, you know, an amazing real life racing driver. No, there's more of a sort of openness and that means we get, sim races and, and Formula E drivers to compete. I think what it really highlights for me is that this, the Formula E drivers event should not have been the main event. The main event should have been the sim race track because the racing in that, and I'm sort of giving credit to Remke here, has been consistently uh, of, a bit, of a higher standard in terms of we saw our Hong Kong where Joshua Rogers and uh, Lucas Miller were running side by side for like, several corners. That really stood out to me as showing just how much higher the racing stand, the standards are in terms of drivers going side by side without barging into one another. And I don't think you ever saw anything that good in the Formula E drivers race and simulations race. That's of course where the prize is as well. It just it may, would have made way more sense to make that the championship and have the Formula E drivers race. No points, no championship. It's just you do the races for fun and no one cares if people crash each other out or indeed use a ring as to drive for them. <laughs> the thing is, right, that I really take away from his statement was that he wanted to get caught like he wanted to get caught well I, I say he wanted to get caught that's probably a bit too harsh but he didn't he didn't hide it put it that way he didn't hide it like the situation jack was actually brought up 
um, you know, on his live stream with Lorenz, there was over like a thousand people watching this and, you know, they were discussing it. And then when they were obviously discussing it as a time, as a joke, but then they realized, you know what, why not? Why not? Should we actually pull this practical joke in, in, in a sense? Well, yeah, I think I, I see the reasoning behind it, but I think what one thing they kind of missed out on, and I think it's something that Ed pointed out before we started the show is is if is if everyone was in on it uh apart from the fans then it would have been fine it would have been a gotcha moment as he put it uh, and i think that would have been fine uh, but no the no no the fact that it was just him and lorenz that chose chose to do this um it did make it seem a little bit like cheating. I mean, like, yes, his aim was to be caught, but it just didn't, just didn't work out in the way that he wanted to. And so, there are th- uh, there are things that could have been done in terms of um, in terms of how to make this situation better. But yeah, the way that it, the the way that it was executed just made it. If 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 he just said like two hours after the race, be like. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I got a sim racer to drive for me as a joke. Please disqualify me or something like that. Then I think it might have been taken in a in a little less, um, in a little more light-hearted move. Because one thing that he did address in the video is that the media did blow this up. I think to an extent where it did say like, "Oh, he has been cheating." Whatever. Um, so. Yeah, I think had he come out with it before the press had got to it, it would have been fine. But um, yeah, I, but uh, but yeah, I think a whole if if everyone in Formula E in the race home bubble was was in on the joke, then then the whole gotcha moment at the end, then they would have been fine. It would have been fine. Because I suppose, right, let's just address that cheater thing, right, because obviously we're part of the media in terms of, um, to be fair, like, we've done tons of videos, we've done news stories, you know, we've called him a cheater, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say we haven't, but at the same time, you know, when you when you address that of what he's done, like, he is effectively cheating to get a better result, despite what he says, you know, he said in that thing, you know, it wasn't about getting a good result. It wasn't about getting a good result. He didn't care about a good result. There was nothing for him to financially gain from it. Okay, but in effect, what he did in that in that charity race was cheat to get a good result because he wasn't driving. So by any form of you not driving to, to, to improve your performance is cheating. Um, so, But he did say in the video where he's at, he accepts that people will say that. But I think, sadly for Daniel, there was no other you know, way that he could hide what he had done in terms of, and what other name you could call it. But Remco, what I really want to discuss is that he was texting the drivers. He wasn't, he was dropping hints effectively that, you know, he wasn't driving. And you've got, we mentioned the serious drivers, Formula E drivers, that is, with the likes of Stoffel Van Dorn, who can do well, Oliver Rowland, potentially, Pascal Werler, Maximilian Gumpfer, who, you know, have taken to the series, who have done quite well. And it was Van Dorn who was really the first one that sort of said, this isn't at driving. And maybe those texts sort of, you know, alerted Van Dorn to when he did that quick qualifying time, that, okay, this is an at. And then, you know, because he's putting a lot of time and effort into it, and is actually quite quick, you know, 
because he's taken it seriously, he took more of offence to that and then ousted, you know, at when it came to the podium press conference interviews at the end. Yeah, uh, what I think, going back to what Edward said, um, Formula E may, made this seem like a serious event, but for sim racers, that's very easy to do. Sim racers have taken this seriously for a very long time. Real racers have never done that. Of course, um, the, what App said in his own video, some take very seriously, a lot of them don't. So I think what actually went wrong here was uh, Formula E themselves uh, like putting it out to the public as a very serious event for sim races, that's the main event. But in the end, the drivers themselves were not in on that. They, they, they didn't think the same. And that's why uh, apps, of course, thought I'm doing a practical joke, which would totally have been okay if this was just like, yeah, uh, the, the serious sim racers have uh, gone, now let's have the fun uh, from the e-drivers event. And what I think, the Van Dorn, the Roland, that really took it seriously, they would probably have, have had more fun if they joined uh, the um, challenge grid with the sim racers. So it, it, I don't think it's all on apt either, but still in the end he cheated in a charity event and that on itself is bad yeah remco this would be it's a good question that we've had and i've asked the boys multiple times and this would have been my championship is that you would have had a mixture very similar to the f1 virtual gp where they have you know some formula one drivers and obviously they have influences they don't have like sim races in that because they have their own sim races but instead of the influencers you could have put yourselves like kevin siggy and that in into the race with the Formula E drivers that wanted to take part. And then you could have had your influence as well, like they, you know, like your Charlie Martins in that race and just have one big race. And, you know, the best sim racer in the championship, you know, because the Formula E drivers are pretty good, you know, they would then get that prize and you'd have one big race with people who actually want to do it rather than having a separate race with then some people who just get invited to do it, which then ruins the experience for the sim racers. Uh, and then 24 FE drivers where you've got maybe half of them who I feel for Brendan Hartley, like if he doesn't want to do it, the poor guy's got to get up at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's, yeah. It's just, why would they do it this way? But I, I think there's also part of it that they don't want to show that sim racers could be quicker than real racers. But then again, I've seen the lap times they were doing. They were insanely quick. They were so competitive. It, it would actually have been like a positive thing uh, for the Formula E drivers to show like these Formula E drivers can jump into a world which is completely different, which is still, it has the same like kind of skill uh, being put to the test and they are instantly competitive. They should have used that, but they didn't. It just frustrates me. Yeah. Jack, obviously, we talked about it on Monday, and I put the point out. I said, is App's FE career over? And you looked at me like, nah, it can't be. Like, for this? Are you, are you serious? This is what's going to end his FE career? And I was like, well, you know, he's put himself at risk. And you said no at the time. So now that he has gone, and, it, you know, it looks like his racing career is pretty much done, unless, you know, he might go stateside, because I reckon he could probably get away. America don't really... They've got great series in America, but then their drivers, their teams, you know, don't mind this. So maybe he might be able to resurrect his career in America. But, you know, were you expecting, you know, him to lose his seat? No, I, th I think I think that's just, just a firm no. I, and, and also, thank you for pointing out what I said on Monday and bringing it up today. I feel so great about 
that yeah wonderful but no um yeah no it was it uh it it, it was a very big surprise to me um when that came out about midday yesterday um but yeah i thought maybe maybe like a slap on the wrist or maybe maybe something something a bit like how clarkson left the bbc like 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 once his contract expired then they wouldn't renew it or something like that but um but uh but no he went for went for full-on suspension which was quite surprising i think um but yeah but, but yeah i think it goes back to the fact that it was a charity race i think it was just if it was a fun race for like no reason whatsoever then no one would have cared no one's yeah. like uh-huh. nice joke daniel yeah but yeah no i think i think and then like you need to think about like other other people who have like lost their seats so so yes it's happened in nascar but that was for something very very much worse in 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 my opinion and i think the opinion of basically everyone in the world but at the same point you look at um uh, you look at other people who have lost their drives for uh for something in well in in the real world um you see, you saw um, Santiago uh, Santino Ferrucci uh, a couple of years ago. Um, uh, got kicked out of F2 for um, for uh, playing on his phone whilst in a race or something, and then um, being racist towards his teammate or something. And now he's now he's doing very well in IndyCar. I'm guessing the praise of the NBC uh, IndyCar team. And then and then as I brought up on um, Monday. Um, the whole um, Romano Fanati thing in Moto2 when he pulled the brake lever of Stefano Manzi and then he was back in Moto3 or like less than a year later. There's a lot of support though, Ed, for for Daniel Apt on Twitter and on social media. There's a lot of people who are saying, you know, you've got De Costa and Collado and potentially more who maybe have not said it on Twitter, who said, we, you know, we're not streaming anymore. We, we, we're not going to put ourselves at risk of, of, of losing our seat. And, you know, I... That's not a good sign straight away for the Race at Home Challenge because obviously they, they wanted everyone to be on Twitch, all the drivers on Twitch. You've got people like Alexander Sims who probably didn't even know what Twitch was a couple of weeks ago on Twitch. And, you know, for me, obviously them not streaming isn't going to get app seat back. I think if they really wanted to make a statement that, you know, drivers shouldn't be losing seats for practical jokes... Um, in this thing, they, they maybe shouldn't turn up on Saturday, and that would obviously cause former recent problems. But I don't think that would happen. But I find it interesting that you no, know, there is a lot of support out there for him, and drivers are basically stopping Twitch streaming, saying, "Well, we're not just going to do this anymore. You want us to do this, but we ain't going to do it anymore." Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a crazy situation because Formula E just gave out the uh, ten thousand, or was it nine thousand, and a little bit euro fine. Ten thousand. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was ten thousand that he gave to charity of his choice, which you mentioned in the video, which is a charity he'd worked with before for disabled people. And uh, formerly it sort of left it at that, okay, you paid the fine, you know, we've, we've uh, disqualified you from the race and taken away your points, and we've also banned Lorenz. Uh, and uh, they were happy to leave it at that. And then Audi were the ones who decided, oh, because this has turned into such a big story. And also I think this is worth pointing out that uh, the big thing about Volkswagen Audi Group is uh, Dieselgate, that there was a story that's come back out in the media recently where they lost a court case related to Dieselgate. So this is a time, I don't think that's the reason directly, but I think it's definitely a time where Volkswagen Audi Group 
are sort of they if there's they don't really need another bad story right now and uh, this this uh, the timing of this really for apt could not have really come at a worse time to be honest in terms of what's happening to audi at the moment and so yeah the reaction from the drivers uh of just um saying they won't do streaming anymore i think there's a couple of different ways you could take it but i always i thought it was just a sort of oh uh if if we're taking this seriously now then i'm going to turn off the stream and, and you know keep keep the fans out basically because i'll just do this just as a job even though i don't want to do it basically is the sort of admission there and not necessarily oh i don't want to get caught like active because i don't think they were tuning in the first place it was only actors doing it although i can't I, prove that i think they're worried i honestly think jack that they're just worried they're worried that they will say something on their stream that they shouldn't have said you know by accident and they could end up losing their seat and I think, well, maybe they're now evaluating their own risk and reward by streaming and thinking, oh, if I say this through the fit, like, I'm going to go back to the Bubba Wallace thing in NASCAR, you know, rage quit. I can't, I, I can't remember what he did, but the, the story of that was that he rage quit and he lost his sponsors for his NASCAR team um, just, by, just by rage quitting. He lost a um, sponsor. It wasn't like all uh, of his sponsors. It was well, only one. But he kept racing after it, it wasn't a big deal. Of course, he hasn't lost his, he wouldn't have lost his racing seat from that, from obviously, if he if he actually lost his racing seat from Rage Queen, I think that would, um, that would spark something more massive than, um, than what we are seeing here in the formula with Daniel Apt. But my point is, though, that if they do say something that might potentially lose them a sponsor or lose them a race seat, then, you know, they're like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. And you can understand that. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense uh, for them to uh, for them to do that. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's not just that we've seen um, um, the NASCAR driver. I, I keep on forgetting his Kyle name. Larson. NASCAR driver Kyle Larson, who dropped the N bomb uh, on uh, on Twitch. So yeah, no, it, it, it at the end of the day, it uh, it does make sense for the uh, for them to do that. But um, but yeah, no, it it uh, it is disappointing because. Uh, the Twitch, uh, the uh, the Twitch viewers were higher than the actual Formula E streams. For Formula E, that's like pluses and minuses. I think the plus is now that they're going to get more people on the uh, on the YouTube stream. The minus is that they still would probably get more if they had different streams up on Twitch. And but yeah, no. At, um, at the end of the day, I I think this will detract from it um uh detract from the whole race into home challenge if everything hasn't been detracted already but um but yeah no i it's 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 disappointing because having having these guys like talk us through the race and stuff it's it's uh, it's fun to watch it's pretty cool and then yeah no it's um and so yeah it is disappointing that we won't have that anymore but um yeah no well there's not really much that can be done about it yeah so Remco obviously having real drivers in sim racing was supposed to bring up sim racing effectively sort of you know make it look more serious really bring up his reputation but it really seems like over this past couple of weeks and maybe even before you know COVID-19 that because obviously real drivers have been in it before like it wasn't actually doing that so maybe just give us like a sim racing perspective of how you see these events happening with real racing drivers do you think they're actually benefiting sim racing as a whole i know we get these odd stories where silly things happen but overall do you think it's benefiting or is it actually just you know bringing sim racing further down 
Oh, that of course depends. I mean, if you look at uh, previous events where one or two like real racing drivers participated in, we know Max Verstappen and the Norris uh, do that a lot. Those really gain from it. And you can see because everyone else is serious, they themselves are instantly serious as well. And at that moment, everyone who watched those streams like, wait, this is actually fun. But once you force uh, racing drivers uh, onto it and they don't care, then it starts to hurt it because people only see like, oh yeah, it's a game, everyone's simply crashing and well, yeah, why do we care? It is just a game. Because what they are showing to the world, for them, it is just a game. But when uh, the, the, that sim race, like France uh, once did a six hour endurance race in virtual endurance championship, once they jump in there, they can show the world, if you take the serious, it is just as good as real life racing, if not better in some cases. I think that, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's just wrongly, like, uh, it's put wrong to the public on, on how this event was and how serious it is. Uh, if it uh, was, like, shown as a fun event, then it wouldn't have hurt sim racing. But if it was, sh uh, like now, it was shown as a real, uh, like, serious event and the drivers themselves don't take it serious, then everyone notices, like, yeah, it, it's not serious. So at that moment, it hurts. Mm, yeah, it, it's like it, it's still very difficult. Yeah, it's, I suppose it goes back. It goes back to this risk reward thing that Formula Re did, Ed. In terms of you know, were they right to get twenty four drivers to race? Wouldn't it have been better to sort of you know say to the drivers, "Hey, we're going to put on this sim race, right? If you want to do it, come. But if you lose interest, you 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 can leave." And we'll just, you know, we'll 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 phone up someone because if you look at Formula One, right, and what Formula One have done, and you know they had Sergio Aguero, you know Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, two football players who Thibaut Courtois as well, who has been in it pretty consistently. So three football players who have turned up. How cool would it have been to raise form? Because at the same time, Formula Re need to raise their profile. It's still a baby in terms of a championship, in terms of its publicity. You know, it still needs something to really kickstart it. It's improving, yes, at a gradual rate, hundred percent. But it's still, they could have taken an opportunity from this to really elevate themselves and getting someone who is really successful to actually race in one of these series could have been that way to do it if some Formula E drivers actually didn't want to participate anymore. So then they could have looked to bring people like that into the series just to keep raising that profile. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. Uh, I'm glad that you clarified they were football players because I would have had no idea who those people were. So thanks for doing that, uh, which kind of undermines your point. But, uh, but that's just me being weird and not into football like everyone else is. Um, so... So yeah, I, I think um, Formula One did take the right approach with the virtual Grand Prix. Or, uh, is that the lot trade who do that? Sorry, uh, but um, yeah, Formula One their events where it's sort of they get just whoever really is interested in doing it. And, and like Formula One, uh, Lewis Hamilton, who's arguably the biggest uh, the biggest star that Formula One has right now, has not gone near any of the esports stuff at all. So uh, that sort of shows that it's um, still being able to be quite successful despite, uh, you know, not forcing the biggest names in the championship to do it. And I think it just shows the formula e that they, they wanted to replace the fact that they couldn't do real life racing. And that was maybe the wrong mindset. They needed the sim racing thing to sort of be its own thing. It didn't have to, didn't have to as strictly 
I mean, using the real life tracks of a similar format, I understand, but it didn't, I, I feel like it didn't have to as strictly follow real life. And that was maybe where they, they may have gone slightly astray in my opinion, but, but yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's real sad that it's led to this um, controversy in my opinion, which shows that it's more easy to be notorious than famous sometimes. Yeah, Remco, it's actually, in terms of, if you watch, okay, not the GP, for example, which is the Veloce Esports one, um, and they've got all the YouTube content creators like Team at Marduk and uh, Arover, and, you know, basically all these fun people that have created their content through the Formula One game. Could Formula have replicated something similar with the sim racers? Because I think it would have been great seeing Formula E drivers in that relaxed environment, you know, having a serious enough race but you're also like you could be on the same team for example as sam bird or you could be on the same team as someone and you you actually a sim race actually gets to know that driver gets to coach that driver you see that sort of relationship emerge on twitch or or whatever do you think that could have been a real positive way to actually bring the reputation of sim racing up even more uh, definitely it, it's just the fun factor should be in there and if you see drivers having fun then it's suddenly way more interesting. I've watched the Not GP, even though I'm a hardcore sim racer. I enjoy watching like Into the Barrier to Meter Duck, not because they're driving great, because <laughs> they don't, <laughs> but it, it would have been so much better. And it, you would have created a way better story and a way more positive story than what's happening right now. Exactly. And in terms of like the donations and stuff, like, in terms of UNICEF, I know you want it to be serious and you want to have a serious point, Jack, that, you know, it, this is for UNICEF, but, you know, even having that fun element in it, you don't need to make everything so serious just because you're doing it for a serious charity. You can still have fun doing it. And I think maybe Formula E lost that while doing this championship, and that's what's, you know, escalated into into what we're talking about today with Daniel Apt. Uh, uh, yeah, I think what, what I think what they did is that they... Is they tried to find a fun element and what they did is they found an element that wasn't that fun in terms of the uh race royale elimination every lap format because they thought ah that will spice things up and actually it's uh the the the, the only one of note that, that i can remember is when uh max gunter was knocked out of the hong kong race so yeah i mean it it, it doesn't have any real effect on 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 it whatsoever so they should have uh, they 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 may have looked at that format and say like yeah that's great because that's what all the kids are into cue that gif of the old guy wearing the backwards cap with the oh, skateboard Steve Buscemi yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah him hello uh, yes so yeah um yeah um but yeah uh, but yeah I think uh, I think that's what they wanted to try to do and it just hasn't really worked out well I think uh, yeah 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 I, and 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 honestly, I think had they done like a draw of like sim races and drivers for like each race on like a Thursday and then uh, and then have two races where 12 sim where there's 12 sim races, 12 real drivers for both races. I think that would work so much better. Yeah. Um, it would have spiced it up every weekend as well. But yeah. No, definitely. But I suppose now the final thing to talk about is is Audi. Like, where do they go from here? Like, 
now you've just got Lucas Degrassi. You know, you've got Kelvin Van der Linde as the driver that's probably been touted to finish the season if we do go back racing, Ed. And obviously you've got next season, which, you know, this has really kicked off City season in a in a odd sort of way, in a way that you wouldn't expect City season to start. Um, because obviously you've got a lot of Audi DTM drivers now who are out of a job because Audi are leaving DTM. And you've got Robin Freins, who obviously is at Envision Virgin Racing, uh, who could easily drop into that seat. Nico Muller um, from Dragon, potentially, and even Rene Rast, who could who could move into that seat. So where do you think sort of Audi go from here? Yeah, well, like you said, they've got plenty of options. And even in terms of who's going to fill in app seat for the rest of the sim races season, uh, there are plenty of uh, Audi um, sim. Audi have got plenty of uh, sim racing guys who they could. Uh, who they could go to, although none come to my mind immediately at the moment. I have to look it up, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess Kelvin Vanderlin or there's a test driver might fill in, or and and he's a good he's a good sim racer as well, Kelvin Vanderlin. Yes. He's done a lot on ice racing and has done really well in the streams that I've seen with Max Verstappen and Lando Norris. So you never know. Yeah, it. I just feel in, in a way I'm still a bit hung up on uh, the loss of well, the loss. I guess he's still still alive, but you know the. The, the Daniel losing his seat and losing him from Formula League because I think he did such a he was such a character he was had such a strong presence on social media and I think Formula League is really gonna is really gonna miss that in my opinion. What Jack though in terms of in terms of next season though you've got Robin Freins and Nico Muller like I'm just throwing those two names out obviously I've got Formula experience Muller's done a lot of testing who would you go for would you really shake up the market and take Freins? Because Freins has done exceptionally well, and I, he's sort of forgotten about in the conversation for Audi. Um, or would you take Muller, who's sort of been testing um, the Audi car before he, he moved Dragon and was sort of tipped to probably take Apsi anyway for season seven? Well, yeah, if I were if I were Audi, I'd take Robin Freins for season seven. For, for for the end of season six, I'd go for a Loic Duval or Rene Rast or, or just. Or, or, or just someone like that, just to fill that seat until uh, in, until the end of the season. I'd then pick up Robin Freins off uh, Envision Virgin, um, and then Envision Virgin can choose someone else. I mean, yeah, they 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 they, they could choose. They could really choose anyone, to be honest. It, Except it, for Daniel Ack, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe no, but I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm certain that Daniel will find his way back into Formula E some way, shape, or form. Maybe Scuderia, but um, but no, uh, uh, but no, I, it, it, uh, if I were Audi, I would, uh, I would nab, um, uh, I, I would nab Robin Freins next year, and. Yeah, that that is uh, that is my yes yes yes. You could put Rene Rast in the seat. Um, Rene Rast, I think we didn't see his full potential in season two in Berlin uh, when he raced for Team Aguri. Um, uh, Lloyd Duval is older than Lucas Degrassi, so it's it's unlikely. But no, I'd I'd pick Robin Freins. No, definitely, I would go for. Uh, for me, I think Robin Freins deserves it. Honestly, I really do. But boys, we're rapidly running out of time. It's been. A great show, man. I feel like we've talked about so much. I don't know how we've managed to fit it in the time frame. But boys, Edward, Remco, Jack, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Oh, no worries, Jack. Been a pleasure. Right. Remember, if you're enjoying the content, lots of content going out at the moment on YouTube. So please remember to hit that like button and subscribe button. And if you want to come and talk to us, Remco's in the Discord chat. You can talk sim racing to Remco. I'm sure he doesn't mind. He's a nice enough guy. 
hit that Discord link, come and join the community. Thank you so much for watching. You've been watching the FEZ Show. We will be back on Friday to preview the next round of the ABB uh, Race at Home Challenge. I'm sure it'll be interesting. And we will see you very soon. Goodbye. Thank you.